1: Is it something for everyone to have? Today's guest doesn't guarantee you success, but in his new book, Cumulative Advantage, How to Build Momentum for Your Ideas, Business and Life Against All Odds, offers a blueprint on how to build that momentum even when the odds are stacked against you. And we're gonna be talking about the big MoMo right in the middle of the show. And at the end of the show... I find out that he won a blue ribbon, and we're going to talk about what he won it for. Hey, Mark Schaefer is the Chief Operating Officer for B Squared Media, the author of nine books, and the host of a top marketing podcast and blog, and also teaches at Rutgers Business University. Mark, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazler.
2: Jeffrey, I am delighted to see you. Such an honor to be with you today.
1: It is good to be with a good marketer. You know, I don't always get to sit down all the time with great marketers and Ben, I like to be in your company. Let's talk about momentum. How important is momentum in a business
2: and can anyone build momentum? You know, I think the big problem, every person, every marketer, every business faces today, it, it sort of gets down to one thing. How can we be heard? And uh, it's, it's such a struggle. Even if you're doing great work, Chances are you could be buried because there's just so much competition, overwhelming competition. And as I look at my, my work and, and the, and the books I've written, it sort of aims at one thing. How can we become signal against all this noise? And I think where we need to, to go today, even if we're great and doing our best work, we need to build momentum. So I went down this rabbit hole. I got obsessed with this idea, not in a healthy way, like like a dog chasing a tennis ball. You get your you had your own momentum out. on momentum. Is that I what had momentum saying? on momentum, baby? And it, and Momo, and I went down these deep, deep uh, <laughs>
1: Momo. Momo. <laughs> that's what these, it means, right? Momo. Yeah. That's what, that's like. went
2: down, and and so I I, start, I went back into this sociological research that started yeah. in the fifties about momentum. Yeah. And i really excited about it because it sort of cracks the code, but it's never been applied in a practical way to real people and real businesses. And that's what I do through this book. And it, it, it's been very well accepted, very well reviewed. People are saying it's a, it's, it's, it's a life changer. And I'll guarantee anybody that reads this book, you will not see the world the same. You'll start seeing these patterns of momentum.
1: I, well and I want to get into some of the ways that you build it but you know we talk about momentum and I think what's really cool I think momentum could carry a business for a short way but it won't sustain you meaning right. it's got to be you can push momentum I always try to get momentum in marketing you yeah. know and get that get that tipping point that edge yes. but yeah. you got to still be good to carry it right
2: 100% you know you you might enjoy this analogy that I have in my book momentum is sort of like uh, like American football, when you have two teams face to face, strength against strength. Now the coaches, they're actually looking at this, looking at the game from above the field, trying to find an opportunity, right? Trying to find a seam. Is is someone overmatched? Is someone tired? How can we burst through this seam and go as far as we can? Get that momentum going. But then they're also looking. Okay. What's next? What's next? What's next for our momentum? So it is a continuous process.
1: Yeah. So you say opportunities happen when there's a crack in the status quo. Yeah. I love yes. that. Even in bad times. And I and, you know, right. 2008 was a good example. of That look at some of the businesses that were formed from 2008: Uber, Airbnb, and so many others. I mean, who would have thought? You know, 20 years ago, you would let someone sit naked on your couch and they'd pay you for it. I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have expected that.
2: So is COVID one of these cracks? Yeah, I mean, last March, I predicted there will be more startups in America than any other time in our history. And you know that's come true. There's been more startups really than business failures because there's a fracture in the status quo. And, there, and when there's a fracture, there's always an opportunity because what's great marketing, what's building a great business is finding an unmet or underserved customer need. And there's so many of those right now. So absolutely, this is an an amazing time to try to apply some idea you have to these opportunities and create momentum.
1: Hey, we're talking with Mark Schaefer and we're talking about cumulative advantage, how to build momentum for your ideas, business and life against all odds. And against all odds, I'm going to go take a break. Come right back after this message.
0: C-Suite Radio.
1: Hey, we are back. And this is All Business with Jeffrey it as we're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook. And thanks for joining us right here on C-Suite Radio with Mark Schaefer. And we're talking about, I called it MoMo, momentum. Okay, the big Mo. How to build momentum for your ideas, business and life against all odds. And the grand, brand new bestseller, Cumulative Advantage for Mark Schaefer. So, Mark, thanks for joining us again. Let me talk to you in the book. As I was reading through the book, and by the way, great job with it. Uh, Thank you've you. got this is now number nine, of course. We talked about that in the intro. In the book, you outline how to build momentum through the seam, sonic boom, reaching up, and consistency. Explain these steps for me.
2: All right. So, we already talked about this idea that momentum has to start with some initial advantage. And the cool thing is that most initial advantage, most momentum, you don't need a million dollars. You don't have to have a Harvard education. Most initial advantage happens through random events, an idea, someone that you meet, an inspiration from a book, or even perhaps from your show that leads to an idea. Then you need to pursue it, test it against the scene. Now, once you're building momentum, you need awareness. And in the book, I talk about this thing called a sonic boom. Now, what I present here is some new research about how ideas really go viral, and it's not exactly like you think. So, the, the the basic idea is that instead of thinking about a year long plan or a two year plan, you need to think of a very concentrated period of time and sort of aim for ubiquity so that you people are hearing about you so many times in so many places it starts to build that momentum but there are lots of ideas about that so now you're building awareness after that one of the most powerful ways to get you to the next level is through a helping hand and what i challenge people in this chapter is to reimagine mentorship the classic mm-hmm. idea of mentorship is a long-term relationship where someone teaches you something. If you need to learn something today, go on YouTube. (laughs) You can learn anything you want. What I think this means today, mentorship, is an occasional relationship with someone who can open up new doors, make introductions, create new opportunities for you to get you to that next level. That's one of the Fastest ways to build momentum. And then finally, once you have this momentum going, you need to make the right decisions, surround yourself with the right people and the right resources to keep you going and to avoid what Jim Collins refers to as the doom loop, especially at a time like this when things are going wrong. When you have a new business or a new idea, things are always going to go wrong and you can't panic. And forget what started your momentum in the first place. So it's it's consistency, constancy of purpose, uh, and and discipline.
1: I I always get a kick out of it. You know, um, back when I was in the Fortune 100 days, people say, "Let's go plan a viral campaign." (laughs) Like what? (laughs) <laughs> Let me see if I can get this right. You can't yeah. like just purposely go out and catch a cold. You can't right. just like right. start a viral. You have to find those, you know, those triggers, those little pieces. I love the way you said the crack in the code, you know, yeah. like COVID-19. COVID-19 transformed a lot of us. For a lot of us, you know, as I said earlier in this COVID-19 stuff, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, but I am a business first responder. You know, I can't even sew a mask, but I can rush to help people and we'll find ways. But what I like about these things that pop up, the momentum doesn't have to be huge either. It can start very small or something yeah. gives you a triggering event. And, and if I may, uh, I was on Robert Kiyosaki's show the other day, and he said, hey, Jeff's made me more money in podcasting in eight months I've made in eight years in, in media. And as a result, you know, he was just praising all the stuff we do with C-Suite Radio. And I've literally been inundated with like 40, 50 people who immediately reached out and said, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. And then I said to our team, this is good. This is Mo, right? <laughs> and then, we, you know, this is Mo. This is like right. pick up. This is a triggering thing. What exactly. can we do to put some exactly. things behind it and keep yeah. it
2: going? Yeah. Right? Now, the key thing that you're saying here, again, is that, is that. Almost every behind almost every successful person and almost every successful business, there is sort of this random thing. Here's, here's the reason I'm talking to you today. I can trace it back to the early 1990s, is why I'm, why I'm talking to you today. I was working for Alcoa at that point, Fortune 100 company. I had a big marketing job, but I was sort of stuck. My boss was 45, he wasn't going anywhere. I thought, well, you know, what else could I do? This thing called the World Wide Web was beginning. I thought, you know, I think there's some business applications here. I went to my boss. I said, I would like to get an AOL account and put it on my expense account. After much debate, he agreed. $9 a month. And so a couple of years later, a co-wakes up and says, we need to have an e-commerce department. Who shall we get to run it? Oh, this shaver guy. He spent more time on the internet than anybody else. He, he can spell first. AOL. He, he knows was, how to
0: spell AOL.
2: <laughs> he was the first person in our company on the internet. Now, it literally, it was that random conversation. I led this globally business department. Started my own business. Started it right. Wrote the books. Speak. Consult. Here I am. So, that, so you also work for it.
1: you. You also work for Anheuser Busch. As I, I look like, back through your resume, what, right. what 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 great experience did you get from there?
2: It was an amazing experience because I got I I literally got to work with August the 3rd, August the 4th if you yeah. can imagine. And uh, the thing that was most amazing to me was really I got to work with them in this in this this great transition period of advertising and social media. And it was just amazing to observe how the whole industry was changing and how they were trying to change very, very quickly. I mean, Ann Bush traditionally has been among the greatest marketers in the world. So that was an incredible experience for me.
1: All right, you you also use this phrase, or you said, or how do you use what you call the certainty of business uncertainty to your advantage? I yeah, love this. Good. So how do you use what you call the bit the certainty of business uncertainty? Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's a problem that we all face is that with any new idea, any new startup, there is probably going to be significant uncertainty. And most of that comes from timing. So, what I do in the book is is kind of sort out what you can control, what you can't control, and what you can do to influence timing so you need to you need to look at your idea through certain filters of worthiness is this really worthy of a customer right now is it worthy of a market right now what can you do in terms of research is it worthy of your time is it worthy of sacrifice is it worthy of battle because you're going to have to battle to get it going so it kind of helps get get every give yourself the best chance and then let's test the timing uh, and timing really is everything in business, as you know. Uh, and uh, luckily today for most startups, we can test without a lot of investment we can do the, you know, the minimum minimum viable product and go. So this sort of follows along that path and does put you through a series of questions to get everything ready to give you the best opportunity to succeed.
1: Well, uh, talking about succeeding, let me take a quick break. I'll be right back after this uh, message from our advertisers.
0: C-Suite Radio.
1: Hey, we are back. This is Jeffrey Hazlett with All Business with uh, Jeffrey Hazlett, of course, on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I mean, can we have over 400 podcasts Right now, and we're growing. I can't believe how much it's growing. It's just absolutely awesome. Thanks to all of you who are listening and watching. Some of you are watching right now as we're live casting right here on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm talking with Mark Schaefer nine-time best-selling author here he's got a brand new book called the cumulative advantage how to build momentum for your ideas business and life against all odds that's what we do every single day as business leaders in the c-suite and certainly as entrepreneurs in one of your books there's a quote and by far it is my favorite favorite quote it says business today can't be in a community they need to be of the community and I preach this all the time that we're media companies now and you got to own the community and you got to be out there. So what did you mean by that?
2: Well, it, I love that quote. And by the way, it, it, it was not my quote. It was in my Marketing Rebellion book, but the quote originated from a brand manager at Nike who was actually responsible for their world cup promotions. And he was talking about how he was taking his world cup promotions down into neighborhoods, even down into the favelas of the big cities of Brazil. And he said, this is what marketing is today to be relevant uh, with people. People want to know they're going to believe, what they see you impacting their lives impacting their community, and he makes that very important point of differentiation. Today, being in a community is donating money to something. Being of a community is rolling up your sleeves, getting involved, and doing something. I think this is particularly amplified right now with so many of our customers suffering in so many ways, so much loss, so much opportunity. I think a big part of our marketing budget right now should go toward Helping people. Great marketing, great branding is about creating an emotional connection between what you do and your audience. And today we have an opportunity not just to create that emotional connection, but to become legendary yeah. by helping people at their point of need, yeah. not manipulating people, not saying we're with you in these unprecedented times, but by showing up and being the <laughs> hand. Uh, of help that people need right now. Yeah, yeah, being authentic. It's being authentic, isn't it, Mark? I mean, yeah. it's just being real. It's being, I a, mean, it's, it's being marketing right now is being a friend. What would a friend do? Maybe you saw that article in the New York Times about the furniture store in Houston that opened up its stores when all the ice storms came to Houston. They lost power. My brother lost power. He said, we haven't lost power. Our storm is warm. If you're cold, come to our store. He had 500 people a night sleeping on his mattresses, brought in food, made a play area for children. I guarantee you, nobody in the city of Houston will buy furniture from anybody else again other than this man. Because when your friends are cold, you invite them to your home. We may not think of that as marketing today, but it is marketing today because that's emotional connection. It's an opportunity for deep, legendary emotional connection. Hey,
1: my producers, listen right now. I want to get the head of that furniture company on this show because that's yeah. You should
2: Max Mattresses, mattresses. Max Mattresses,
1: Max Mattresses. I want them on. We're going to get them on. I mean, that's that's the kind of people I like to know. I mean, just get it done. I love that. When he had a hurricane Sandy in New York City, um, the blocks north of us were all out. And my block was open, so we opened up our office. We had a shower in our office. We put a sign that says, "If you need a shower, bring a towel. Come on in." And then we, wow. we strung up. A, we even strung up a extension cord and put power strips outside so people could charge their phones. I mean, that's what you do. That's that's, that's the what thing you here. do. That's
2: what right. you do. And and, and people will never forget that.
1: Yeah. Well, at the top of your website, you say something very specific. On my website, I always put New York, L.A. San Francisco, and Sioux Falls. And then I have a saying, because because we can, because everybody says, why Sioux Falls? I finally said, because we can. On your website, it says, marketing strategy, humanity. So how do these three ideas work uh, with each other?
2: Well, I mean, to me, that's that's my sweet spot. I am just absolutely fascinated by how these things go together, marketing and strategy and humanity, because I think this is the future. I think the most human company will win. Marketing, in many ways, is lost, Jeffrey. We've become too preoccupied with algorithms and automation, and we forgot about this human connection. I got into marketing because I was in a university class. I opened up Principles of Marketing by Dr. Philip Kotler. He said, marketing is a combination of psychology, sociology, and anthropology. I thought, that is the coolest thing I ever heard. Marketing is all things human. I want to do that. And today we think more about our Martech stack. We've lost the emotion. We've lost the connection. We're using technology to build barriers with our customers instead of taking down barriers like we are right now with this face to face communication, this nice discussion. So that's what I'm really obsessed with is how do we bring humanity back to our marketing? Because that's in our DNA. That's what our customers want. That's what they're crying out for. And I'm convinced the companies that can figure it out, the most companies, the most human company, most human university, most human startup, most human insurance company, most human podcast, that's what will win in the end. Very
1: cool. And you've written nine books. Of course, your latest, Cumulative Advantage, How to Build Momentum for Your Ideas, Business, and Life Against All Odds. Now, I've been talking with you about momentum, but I forgot to ask you, what's the cumulative advantage?
2: Well, the cumulative advantage, this is really harkening back to this research that that I found that started in the 1960s. It was a very famous paper written by this Famous sociologist. nobody ever heard of him because who can name any famous sociologist, but his name was Robert Merton. And uh, he discovered that he did a study of Nobel Prize winners. And he saw that these Nobel Prize winners weren't necessarily the greatest scientists, but they had found some small advantage in their career that they built and built and built. And once they won that Nobel Prize, it just, it was unstoppable. Because they just kept getting more resources and more people. And he kept saying, How does this happen? The people down here doing all the work don't get any credit. The people up here taking all the credit just keep building this momentum. That's how he came up with this term cumulative advantage that advantage builds on advantage. And if you play your cards right, if you can find that initial advantage. You can, you can, the, the gap between you and your competitors will never close if you play your cards right. That was the philosophy of his his research. This has been proven in sports, education, business, entertainment, technology. It's been applied to almost every business, every field you can think of, but nobody's ever applied it in a practical way. And that's what my book is about.
1: And game on, the cumulative advantage: how to build momentum for your ideas, business and life against all odds, and we're talking with Mark Schaefer. One last question I dug into your background. I found out you won a blue ribbon at the state fair. What was it for?
2: <laughs> well, frankly, it was to my surprise I have some some property in Tennessee, and I know we have this crisis we with bees, the bees are dying, and we yep, need to they be- are. As pollinators. Yeah. So I went to the local beekeeping place. I said, I've got all this land. Should we have bees here? They looked at the my land. They said, fine. So we established these bee colonies on my property. And one of the one of the bee, one of the local bee people took some of my honey, entered it into the state fair, in the dark and the darn thing won a blue ribbon. It was the first honey I ever took out of the hives because they're mellow. They're mellow Mark Schaefer bees. (laughs) Do they have a mantra?
1: They like hum,
2: a chakra. Now that you mention it, they do a lot of humming. It's a chakra. It's a chakra. Yeah, Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, they're creating a lot of buzz. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. What do you call your honey? What did you call it? Schaefer Farms. (laughs) There you go. Well,
1: I, you know, I have honey here in South Dakota and I, and I name it after my bridge. I've got the bridge here and it's called Hazlet Honey. And I actually try and I put a picture of my old bridge here on the front of it. And I wanted to put a, I wanted to put a picture of my wife on it and call it Hazlet's Honey. And she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. But nonetheless, okay, we're out of time. Hey, listen, everybody, check out Mark Schaefer's podcast. Don't forget his brand new book, uh, The Best Seller, right out right now, Cumulative Advantage, How to Build Momentum for Your Ideas, Business and Life Against All Odds. Hey, at the end of every show, I always like to talk about what I learned, and today it was all about momentum, and it doesn't have to be huge. It can be small. You can take a little idea and build momentum with it, and that's one of the big things that I learned here today is it doesn't just have to be momentum that sustains itself forever. It could be a little bit to start a campaign that kicks into something else that goes to something else, and pretty soon you know you're successful. And that's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazit. Don't forget, tune in and make sure you tell others about the show. Send this to them. Send them a link. We'd really appreciate that. We're growing here on C-Suite Radio and All Business with Jeffrey Hazet. And thank you so much for
0: listening in.